the people who are conducting the experiment to see what humanity would do if they announce that the world is going to end and then they're going to just publish their findings like the following week. <laughs> <laughs> Mass social experiment. <laughs> that would be uh, would be pretty crazy. It's all a hoax, like the Bloom Boy Parents' Revenge. Welcome to A Vacation With. A vacation with somebody new every single week. This week's vacation, 2012 and the end of the world. On a super special size edition of A Vacation With, I am joined by many people as we discuss 2012 and the end of the world. What mayhem will we discuss? What movies will get ranked? And who will do what if the world comes to an end? New Orleans has the answer. This is a vacation with Noah's Ark, for of sorts, for plants, uh, for plant life, opens in the Arctic Circle today. The facility, dubbed the Doomsday Vault, will house samples of the world's most important seeds as an insurance policy for mankind. Well, welcome to another fantastic episode of A Vacation With. Um, it's the 2012 podcast that we're recording over multiple sessions over the weekend. Um, I'm here with uh, Chris and Kanda, who I think you're uh, well familiar with now, and uh, also joined by Carrie. Hello. Chris, are you are you a believer in that any of the 2012 phenomenon that's going on? No, I'm not, no. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, like last week, NASA, um, they made an announcement and nothing was going to happen. So. NASA made an announcement last week? <laughs> how can they, how can NASA yeah, they can. Well, they have the technology, Kyle. <laughs> That's, that makes no sense. I don't, I don't, I don't believe NASA. They're just, uh, <laughs> I think they found something that they don't want us to know about. The thing is, we are more advanced than the Mayans, though. We have to say that. Yeah, maybe the Mayans stopped making the calendar because they ran out of paper or something and the if the, if the scientists now don't know it's going to happen the minds didn't know it's going to happen they were very accurate in their uh, star predictions like they were able to predict things that you know no one really knew how they could they you know they had like everything figured out from like um well like the moon at that time and uh meteor showers and um i don't believe the future is written in the stars maybe if you would say like you mentioned earlier about the gravitational pull of all the galaxies together. That's an explanation you can do with the stars, but you can't predict uh, stock market crashes by looking at the North Star, or you can't predict a war by looking at Orion's belt. Uh, Chris, do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just something that's being blown out of proportion. Are you going to call me when there's a giant tidal wave and you need my help because you're stuck on the roof of your house? <laughs> and I'm the only one in the neighborhood you? with a boat? <laughs> You're like the last person I would call. <laughs> what would your first reaction be if the government said, okay, the, the world, it, it's done tomorrow, you have, you know, we, we don't know how much, how long you have, goodbye, and then they just take off in a helicopter and leave you to figure out what you're going to do with the world? Um, I'd probably groan, moan. Uh, I don't know, if everybody else knew, uh, it'd be chaos. I can do anything. I could go out, but people would be looting, people would be pillaging, you know, going crazy, and mm. I'd probably just hide in a bunker or something, I don't know. Hide in a bunker and just wait, wait it out for it to end? <laughs> yeah, so... <sighs> so I guess, like, all laws and that are gone at this point, eh? Would you participate in the looting? Is that what you're, is that what you're leading to, Chris? I know you're a better person than that. <laughs> no, actually, I don't think you are a better person than that. <laughs> I was just going to say, you don't know me very well. <laughs> 
<laughs> were you in New Orleans when Hurricane Katrina hit, Chris? It was. was. That was me. Uh, I saw you breaking all those windows and <laughs> stealing buses with animals in them. It's time for a vacation, Chris. The World Trade Center has been nine years now, and they've been talking about this huge uh, memorial thing for it. I, I think they're calling them the Freedom Towers or whatever. And they're still not up. Like, they were talking about this, like, a year or two after the thing happened. Like, what's the... <laughs> hold up, people. Get it up already. But now they're going to this whole thing about how it's a whole conspiracy thing, so that might be something they're delaying it. I don't know. The biathlon. Um, why are we combining skiing and shooting? Well, let's take a gun and move at, like, 60 miles an hour and shoot. Uh, there's a good idea. And whose idea was, like, these are the two most random sports to combine to each other. Like, I don't think anywhere anyone has ever gone hunting on skis. Like, why? A snowmobile, maybe. Let's combine snowmobiling and shooting. But skiing, you're already using your hands for the poles. Why? Wouldn't, wouldn't the shooting on a snowmobile be somewhat more dangerous? Because you're, you're you know, you're driving a few tons of metal. <laughs> Whose rant is this, Kyle? <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just saying. No, because when you're skiing, you're using your poles, right? For your, so you're using like, no, like coordination you're and. You don't need to use your poles when you ski, though. It's just there for extra balance. Yeah, you do. No, you, if you, a professional yeah, but... skier can use their knees. So I was reading. There's this new application for an iPhone that will drive your car. Why on earth do you need this? If you are, they've already banned drive, using your cell phone while you're driving. Isn't that the ultimate lawbreaker right there? Your cell phone is driving for you. <laughs> like it's no, no, no. I my interpretation of it is that you can use your uh, iPhone from home and drive your car. So like, if you your grandmother needs to be picked up from the grocery store, you can be like, okay, I'll be there in a second. Pop on the iPhone and. Just kind of drive your car out the driveway and uh, go like without even leaving the comforts of your own home. Just kind of move it away to the grocery store. You're driving your car with your phone. How dangerous is that? But no, you have to know what's coming. <laughs> do, do you? I think that they should know that you're coming. If you have an iPhone, okay. if you have an iPhone that's driving your car, I think that's maybe iPhone should start making a car. Um, if Apple made a car, I think it would be like all kind of touch touch activated right so everything yeah. you, you touch so that like if you ever had wet hands like i don't know if you've ever <laughs> if you've ever used an ipod with a, an ipod touch and your fingers are kind of wet it doesn't register. yeah i have an iphone in it it doesn't register if you have uh, wet fingers yeah oh. so what would happen if you were like you sneezed or something <laughs> while you're driving your car and like you needed to brake or something like and you're trying to you're trying to t push the brakes but it wasn't registering what would you do this has been a vacation, Chris. I'm here with uh, with Dave. Don't use my real name. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here with Chaos in in uh, in Canada, not Dave. Um, anyways, Canada. and uh, I'm also rejoined by Alex, who is here on the uh, the Sleepy Pilot show. I also have uh, James, who is my flatmate, and say hello, James. Hi, guys. He's your flatmate. <laughs> yes, he is my flatmate, actually. <laughs> Do you guys have tea every day at four o'clock? Yeah. Every day. I'm more of a 11s person, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but 
that's besides the point. The uh, the topic of conversation is actually the end of the world on more important subjects. There was a movie that just came out recently. Uh, I guess you guys know about it. The um, uh, destruction movie by the same guy who did Independence Day and The Day After Tomorrow. I, I know James has seen it, right? <laughs> James, why don't you give, give, your, give your thoughts on the movie? <laughs> I just, you know, generic disaster movie, America, saves the world again, you know. Never really go down sort of classic status, I think, but, uh, you know, it's definitely on the same, it's a slightly sort of higher level than um, than uh, things like Independence Day and, and Death of Tomorrow, things like that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was, you know, pretty, it was pretty entertaining for what it's worth. So, wait, do you say the US saves the world in the end? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> how does that? How does it work? I thought it's the end of the world. Tech, well, technically, <laughs> technically, it's an Indian man who does it. But um, I won't spoil the teenage. But basically, um, but he's an American citizen. Okay, okay. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think he's an Indian citizen actually. But um, he uh, he develops these plans. What look like very futuristic arcs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So, oh, so it, the whole world is flooded, I guess. Basically, by a massive tidal wave. The, the, the Earth's plates, the Earth's crust shifts by like 40 degrees, something stupid. And um, there's a, uh, during that shift, um, there's a new belt of mountains and land that's created that's higher than Nepal in like South, I think it's South America. Um, yeah. Or something like that. And, um, and uh, that's where they head. Um, for the sorry, for the, it was no, it's the Cape of Good Hope. That's it. Oh, okay. Apparently, is in twenty twelve. If it is an epic disaster, the Cape of Good Hope is the place to be. <laughs> I uh, see. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, so yeah. the world isn't destroyed in it. It's just like changed. Um, well, it changed, but with epic destruction. Okay, but the world still exists. Right? Yeah. <laughs> there's still there's still a ball of mud called the Earth. Like by the end of it. Yeah, yeah, right? sure. Okay, okay. So then this sounds pretty realistic. Because I studied geophysics in high school for, for like two years. Oh, okay. And the, the properties mean that the Earth's um, crust has to be the same density everywhere on the planet. So if you were to have a, a huge shift like you were talking about, where like part of the plate goes underneath the, the crust and into the mantle, yeah. you have to shoot up somewhere else. Oh, so, okay. okay. That does make sense then. So you'd have to, to to balance it. So it does make sense what it's saying. So like I was kind of like, this isn't going to happen. The Earth isn't going to split in half or anything. But really, the Earth is just changing. So really, it's like the end of humanity because you know they're all drowning and stuff. But yeah, you know. yeah. There's a, there's um, a lot of the scientific backgrounds that um, that they try to sort of convey, um, and uh, basically the 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 biggest thing about it is that. Um, uh, the Earth's crust, or is it the mantle, um, heats up, basically uncontrollably, and um, that's what causes the shift, like a, like a massive volcano, basically, but like all mm. over the place. Now, um, I know the uh, the end of the world thing. That's that's one of the aspects of the whole twenty twelve um, mythology, but um, like a lot of people look at it from an apocalyptic point of view, whereas uh, the other side of the coin is that it's more of a, a starting of a new age. Now, like, like, what's your guys' thoughts on that? Um, Whoever built the Earth, install a reset button. 
<laughs> Alex, what's your Alex? I should be more specific. What's your opinion on that? Yeah, it's just going to be like you said, reset. So there's not going to be any people or plants or animals. So the world's just going to start over again if it's apocalypse. So, I can't imagine the entire world's going to. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean. I guess worst case scenario is that we end up like a gaseous planet in which there's just too much going on in the atmosphere for life to develop. But if the if the dinosaurs were were wiped out by the same kind of shift, then that would kind of explain. I mean, that would make sense, I guess. But um, the whales will survive. The the whales. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. But there's only like three hundred. <laughs> there's only three hundred blue blue sperm whales left in the world. <laughs> <laughs> is Willie? Is, is I Willy think a blue survive? whale and a sperm whale are two different kinds of whales, Kyle. There's a blue sperm whale, though. Really? There, there is. I'm there's a blue sure. whale. I just, I when just went... a sperm whale. Sorry. I don't think... When you when you mate a blue whale and a sperm whale together, <laughs> like a sperm, like a liger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or a mocha baby. I just went. Listen, I just went to a, a whale, an Atlantic Whale Foundation talk just yesterday night. And um, they said uh, there was such a thing as a hold. Hold on, uh, James. Uh, you guys discuss. It. I'm just gonna get one of my roommates because she was there too to confirm this. But yeah, I'm pretty sure some some sea life would survive. Uh, it depends. Well, basically, yeah, it depends what the end of the world is like. Yeah, I was like, if everything got superheated or something, like sulfur and stuff. Oh, oh yeah, that went. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. Okay, well, just going back to the uh, the bloom the blue sperm whale thing for a second. Yeah. I have it. It doesn't have a... exist, though, man. I've actually Wikipedia'd it. Wiki- Wikipedia is the most unreliable. Okay, <laughs> hold on. We have we have Mike. You're here. the most unreliable. <laughs> hold on. We have Mike. Well, hold on. Hold on. We have Mike, who's a geographer, is going to confirm this for us. You promised a girl would tell us this. What? You promised a girl would tell us this. Who <laughs> I said to my flatmate. Yeah, you said my flatmate, she was there as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, she's not here anymore. Hold on, we, okay, Mike, Mike's coming in. <laughs> he has expert gone. knowledge. Mm. There's no such thing as a blue sperm whale. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> controversy. <laughs> Hold on. He's, uh, he, he just goes around saying random things. Don't, don't listen to him. <laughs> we're gonna edit, we're gonna edit that part out of the podcast. <laughs> uh, you have no credit to stand on now. I think, we, I think you should leave. But anyway, well, if the tectonic plate shifted, though, right? Don't you think that the you know the sea the sea life would kind of get a tectonic plate in their face? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> a tectonic plate in the face. That's pretty brutal. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, the end of the world. We're all we're all gonna die anyway. Tomorrow or ten years from now. What's what does it matter? And in like. 200 million years or something, the sun's gonna blow up. I think it's, uh, I think it's like, I thought it was 4 billion years. I'm just, it's, it's I, I have not researched that, <laughs> Mr. Blue Whale sperm. I mean, in 200 billion years, we'll assume we're off the planet at that point anyway, though. I, I assume we won't exist by that, by that point. We 200 exist. billion years? Do you think humanity's gonna last 200 billion years? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you, like, how far would a, a sun's ex- our sun explosion thing like destroy stuff? Like how, how far would you have to be away from it to survive? No, our, but our sun's not going to explode, right? It's just going to expand into. Um... Yeah, it expand out to uh, where Mars is. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it depends on the on the size of the star, whether it becomes a black hole or a white dwarf. Yeah, ours, our, our sun's not big enough to become to explode or become a black hole. No, but yeah, also yeah. when it does when it does start expanding, the temperature is is gonna it's gonna drop like rapidly. So I mean, it won't be the same temperature that it is now. Although, yeah, so, it will still be really hot, and it would kill everyone on the planet. Though. So the question is, in two hundred billion years or whatever, how far can we get away from the Earth? <laughs> we're, we're, right now, today, today we have a two hundred million year head start. How, how far can we get away? <laughs> well, if you yeah, if you look at it like that, I guess um, that's that's the question that you have we to got, pose. We got to start today. Because like our 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 Milky Way galaxy is eleven billion light years long or something or eleven million light years long, so if we could travel at the speed of light. It would take us eleven million years or whatever however that is. So we gotta get away from the sun now. I think there, we we should find a place to go to though before we just start like getting away from. That's yeah, you've got a point though, man. We should unify the world. I mean, there's a bigger enemy out there than. Any of us on this planet, and it's the sun. It's the sun. <laughs> we need to unify the world against the sun. <laughs> we have to destroy the sun before it destroys us. Well, it's blatantly obvious we should just fire a nuclear warhead at it. That's what America would do. <laughs> have you seen the film Sunshine? Apparently, uh, uh, the sun goes out, and to reignite it again, they launch a nuke into it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like trying to stab it with a, a toothpick or something. The movie The Core, I don't know if you guys saw that one. The the core of the Earth stopped kind of moving. So they basically sent a team into the, like, dr to drill into the bottom of the world, and then they basically tried to jumpstart the core with a big battery. I mean, our argument's valid about the sun blowing up or whatever, or expanding, but imagine going to the UN, like, tomorrow and saying, okay, guys, seriously, seriously, we gotta stop worrying about Iraq and, and North Korea. We have to start worrying about the sun. They probably like <laughs> laugh you out of it. laugh you out of the assembly. We've got enough time to sort of you know well find a destination to go to and then and then kind of get some transport to go there that can that can go at light speed. We could go to a one of the moons around Jupiter or something. <laughs> Did, didn't they just find water on the moon? Did you guys hear about that? Yeah, I heard that. Water on the moon. Because in one of the recent experiments where they they uh, they sent something up to just basically crash into the moon and like. Um, shoot up a giant thing of dust or that there was a big thing about it that people were going to be able to see it and um, yeah apparently they found um, I ice on the moon it's raising a lot of questions it's like what else is out there is the moon inhabitable supposedly one of the moons around Jupiter I think it's uh, Triton or something has uh, it's covered in ice but supposedly there's water underneath the ice on the moon well, on one of these I know Saturn, satellites I know Saturn has a has a moon that's full of ice Maybe that's it. Maybe Saturn then. But like, if is that far enough away from the sun when it gets big and red? Or I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure you'd be safe at Saturn. You'll get a nice show, but that's all. But if if the uh, sun implodes and becomes a black hole and sucks everything in, <laughs> is Saturn out? Is Saturn okay? Or is it? Gonna be, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think the sun is going to become a black hole though. But, like, let's say it did. Are you a scientist, Kyle? <laughs> what? <laughs> Am I a scientist? Are that's, you a scientist? That's a, Are you I, a I, can de I define myself as someone who thinks in scientific terms and are you are you certified did you go to the scientific school to for planet exploding stuff did you do you have a paper you can show me 
I went to the school of the Ryoko project. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, we haven't got that much time, actually. I'm on the, the Wikipedia page for the sun, and it says, uh, The increase in solar temperatures is such that already in about a billion years, the surface of the Earth will become too hot for liquid water to exist in the terrestrial life. Why don't you just Google how much time we have left and see what comes up? <laughs> we should go see Obama or something and just kind of express our concerns. You, you wait, I'll go see Obama because I'm in North America. You guys go see the Queen or, or Tony Blair or something and just kind of raise these issues to him. Do you know that we have a president of Europe? It's, it's not your president, Kyle. You're not European. <laughs> <laughs> You're I, be I belong wherever I go, Dave. <laughs> this is my country now. Oh, <laughs> uh -huh, okay. You have to enter on my terms. I don't accept your passport if it doesn't say Dave on it. But okay, so okay, so that's the disaster side of it. The other side of it is not that the world is going to become like a giant, like living hell for um, humanity or whatever. It's that human consciousness is going to change. Um, it's going to be like more of a um, a mental shift um, as opposed to like a physical shift. All governments around the world will legalize LSD. <laughs> I can't even imagine that. Big tidal wave where everyone's tripping. Well, <laughs> it, it, like from what I've read about it, it does sound kind of like the 60s are basically starting again in that it's all... It's supposed to be like about the anti-materialism, you know, just more about love and belonging together than the, I guess, the current climate, which, and it, it seems, I mean, if you look at the, the current climate of the world, it seems like we're on that downward spiral towards that point, like with the whole, um, like the worldwide economic collapse, just in general, North Korea, just going crazy with their, their nukes and whatever. It seems like we're... We're on a path towards that, anyway. Not towards peace and love. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> it looks like we're going the opposite direction to me. But what if uh, we were uh, forced there? You guys ever seen Star Trek First Contact? Is that uh, the one well, with the Borg? Yeah, well, in, anyway, what they say is, in that, what forces the world to get their together is, um, <laughs> is, is meeting alien species. Because it'll force humanity to realize that there's more important things than fighting with each other. And then that's when we'll explode the galaxy. That's what's going to happen. Wait, wait, did, did you just say that's when we're going to explode the galaxy? Explore the galaxy. <laughs> oh, ex explore, oh, explore the galaxy. Yeah. I was going to yeah, say. A friend of mine was telling me, he listens to this conspiracy um, radio station. And he's saying that the, the White House has booked airtime on like Christmas Eve to tell the world that they've made contact with an alien uh, species. Wait. So, this you heard me. This news. This the Christmas Eve. This Christmas Eve. Oh, okay. So you guys watch CNN or some stuff, something like that on Christmas Eve. Who, yeah. who told you this, Dave? <laughs> Kevin. Kevin? No, I, no, no, not Kevin. You guys don't know. Well, I hope you guys don't know him. But yeah, you don't know him, Kyle. Okay. All right. We'll take your word for it, and we'll. I mean, you know, I'm not saying. It's, I'm just saying, keep your ears open for this news conference. You know what I have heard though that apparently they keep um, they do keep one radio frequency open in case that there's radio uh, or alien transmissions coming in. Yeah, it's like thirty three point seven or something like that. They um, they received data from it once, and uh, I think it was nineteen seventy one or something. Um, that's the only time it's ever been active or something apparently. 
So what was the data? Um, it was just like um, the guy who was there at the time. Um, he couldn't get like the recorder out quick enough, but basically he just like one really short noise, like 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 someone um, like someone going whoop. <laughs> that was it apparently, just like whoop. <laughs> um, so, but that was like thirty years ago. Something. We were warned. <laughs> it's all I can say. <laughs> Yeah, just in closing, what would you guys do? Like, if 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 the government said, okay, look, you know, we screwed up. The world's gonna end in a few days. We should have told you sooner, but you know, we we want to try to send up Bruce Willis first. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, bad. I got Bruce Willis in training, especially for. That. <laughs> what like what would what would your guys' first reaction be? I'm a I'm gonna be a firefighter, man. So I'm. I mean, I know I'm not here for a long time. I'm probably gonna die in a fire or something. So, definitely doesn't bother me. What about your art? Your art and stuff. Nothing's lasts forever, man. Images Again, last forever. No, no, not not, not if the sun man. goes red hot and burns all the paper up on the planet. <laughs> check, check, and mate, Kyle. What if it's? What if it's? What if? What if all your artwork is digital and you're in the Google Cloud? Shoot my artwork up in outer space. Should we like put on a satellite? That's right. You send it off. Night oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Checkmate. I say night to B four. Have some money to to start a space program, Kyle. If you there's a, there's a thing called Google Ideas, and I think they give out like a million dollars to ten people every year. In which, if you submit a good idea to Google, they'll they'll fund you for it. It'll cost more than a million dollars to send all my artwork up into outer space. <laughs> well, we'll have to talk to we'll have to talk Com- to the parents of Balloon Boy. Combo Balloon breaker. Boy parents can help you after they get out of jail, I guess. But uh, Alex, what would you? What would? Uh, well, what's your what's your opinion on this? Since Dave uh, is very what would uh, I do? Piece. Yeah, uh, I'd probably as I loot some places. <laughs> you would do what? Loot. <laughs> it's gonna be lots of like uh, people running around and smashing stuff. So I'd have to go somewhere that has weapons or knives or something. So it would be, I guess, so you're saying it would be like New Orleans, like when Katrina hit, I guess. The government kind of botched the, uh, like, response to Katrina. Like, you guys have heard Kanye West, George Bush doesn't care about black people. And then Mike Myers is like, standing right next to him. Mike Myers, I'm going to let you finish. (laughs) <laughs> but but <laughs> the best hurricanes of all time. Uh, James, what's your uh, what what can you tell the people? You have to save us here. Like two two, two of the guests are, have already said that you know screw the world, it's gonna end. <laughs> you have to surely there's like some heroic thing that we can do. Um, if you want to copy the 2012 film and build an arc, you probably can do. But um, I think the best bet is just to. Uh, I don't know, just grab the nearest acoustic guitar and while away your time. <laughs> True Kyle, that. what's your solution? Would you like instant transmission the planet away from the sun or something? Or uh, do instant transmission? So yeah, thanks thanks for all of our guests for appearing, um, giving their input on the end of the world and um, other such subjects related to it. Um, Blue sperm whales. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to say that. <laughs> because it does exist. <laughs> Otherwise, you would have separated the terms. But uh, I would like to thank our listeners for listening. And we will see you next week in the iTunes store. This is Vacation With signing off. No one's going to watch this. <laughs> because you're listening. It's the radio. Snap. <laughs> 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 That's right. <laughs> <laughs>